Tis the day before Christmas, and all through the town, there may or may not be stirring. I don't know. I'm not there, and away for a family holiday. But there's too much information to not put out an installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, no matter where I am. The I in that last sentence is Sean Tubbs, who conveniently happens to be me. He and I are the co-hosts in this and every installment of the program, and thank you for listening. On today's program, it's unfortunately beginning to look a lot like an Omicron Christmas, with this season's COVID surge on track to surpass last year's. Danville City Council adopts a one-cent sales tax increase to pay for school renovations. The State Corporation Commission determines that the Chickahominy Pipeline is a public utility and thus subject to regulation. And more new bills are filed for the next General Assembly. In today's shout-out, a shout-out to the shouters of OUT. I want to thank all of the individuals and entities that have supported this newsletter and podcast through a $25 a month Patreon contribution or through some other combination of support. Thanks to the Charlottesville Jazz Society, Code for Charlottesville, LEAP, the Rivanna Conservation Alliance, Lonnie Murray and his penchant for native plants, WTJU, the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society, Jefferson Madison Regional Library, the Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards, Seville 350, Piedmont Master Gardeners, and of course, the Valley Research Center. More in 2022. On the day before Christmas, the Virginia Department of Health reports its second highest total of new COVID cases since the pandemic began, with 8,756 cases. The percent positivity rate has increased to 11.3 percent. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are 170 new cases and another four deaths have been reported since Wednesday. Dr. Kosti Safri, the Director of Hospital Epidemiology at the University of Virginia Health System, is not surprised by the surge. We're also seeing in certain parts of the state, um, like Alexandria and Arlington, they're seeing their highest ever one-day totals. For Alexandria, that meant 316 cases reported on Thursday and 310 cases reported today. Arlington has set a one-day total today with 592, surpassing yesterday's previous one-day record at 359. Richmond has also set a one-day record of 346 today. Rural communities across Virginia are not yet seeing the same spike. We're seeing um, a rapid ascent in terms of total number of cases. This is being seen around um, around the country in a lot of different locations. And so I think we should anticipate that we're going to continue to see this um, rapid rise, this sort of steep wall of uh, of of covid, um, you know, uh, it appears to be driven by Omicron um, uh, across you know most of the state. Dr. Safri said researchers are learning more about the variant every day, but it appears that cases are not translating into increased hospitalizations, but only time will tell if the size of the wave will still overpower Virginia's hospitals. He added the UVA health system had already been recovering from a slight surge from the Delta variant. I think one of the biggest questions that sort of remains is, you know, how well does, um, you know, vaccination and then booster vaccination protect against Omicron? We are 
learning and have heard early reports about that, you know, that um, a two-dose mRNA vaccine um, does not provide as much protection as we'd like to see, probably only around 40% based on some UK early estimates. And then a booster does improve that to around 70 or 75%, depending on the type of vaccine that you received. Um, so again, those are early data from from the United Kingdom, um, it would be nice uh, and important, I think, to see what does that mean here in the United States. Dr. Sifri strongly recommends everyone get a booster given the unknowns. As of Thursday, 67.2% of the total Virginia population is fully vaccinated, but only 1.8 million have received a booster or third dose. According to the Virginia Department of Health, unvaccinated individuals develop COVID at a rate of 4.1 times that of fully vaccinated people. That's based on data through December 18th. So in terms of what we see with people that are hospitalized, um, it is by and large still to this date um, people that have not been vaccinated. That is the you know the largest portion of people that are hospitalized with COVID, and in when we're taking care of a patient uh, when they're in front of us, we really don't know whether it's due to Delta or due to Omicron. We only can collect that information and see that information as it's reported through through our public health agencies. Dr. Sifri said the situation with Omicron is still fast moving, and more information is needed to tell the complete picture. He said anyone who had COVID before vaccines were available and still haven't been vaccinated are still potentially vulnerable. Omicron is different enough enough that we are concerned that the protection is is incomplete. We certainly know from prior variants and other studies that um, the level of um, of protection after so-called natural infection, after an infection of, of, of COVID, is not as robust as that that's afforded by vaccination. To get a booster or a vaccine, visit vaccinate.virginia.gov. In the upcoming session of the Virginia General Assembly, the city of Charlottesville will seek permission to hold a referendum on a one-cent sales tax increase. That's the path that Danville took in 2020, when they and several other Southside communities petitioned the 2020 General Assembly to be added to the list of qualifying localities that could have such a ballot initiative. In November, Danville citizens voted 7,515 to 4,921 in favor of levying the tax. On Tuesday, the seven-member Danville City Council voted unanimously to levy the tax, which will expire at the end of May of 2041. Vice Mayor Gary Miller had this observation before the vote. GW is George Washington High School. Today, I had a patient in, and, and, and her daughter, and her daughter was a proud member of the 1965 GW Women's Championship basketball team. I think it's the last time the women won the state championship. She said she was dismayed. She'd been to GW, that's where she graduated, and how dismal the schools was, and she didn't think it was conducive to learning. And I was just happy to assure her with the passage of this referendum and the sales tax, that school's going to look like a different school in just a couple of years. You won't even be able to recognize it. So far, there's no pre-filed legislation for Charlottesville to be added to the list of qualifying localities. Several new bills were filed on Wednesday, and here are some of them. Senator Travis Hackworth has introduced a bill eliminating a requirement that local school boards adopt policies regarding the treatment of transgendered students. Senator Mamie Locke of Hampton has filed a bill calling for a constitutional amendment granting the right for people convicted of felons to be able to vote upon release.
Locke also filed legislation to increase the membership of the American Revolution 250 Commission to add four legislators, for a total of 26 people. Another bill from Locke would allow cities with African-American cemeteries to be added to the list of entities that can receive state funds to care for them. Locke's fourth bill, submitted on December 22nd, would extend the expiration date of the eviction diversion program for one year to July 1st, 2024. Senator Frank Ruff of Clarksville has introduced three bills. One relates to the cigarette tax that counties can now levy. Businesses that have existing inventory purchased before imposition of the tax could pay it without having the cigarettes stamped or metered. Ruff's second bill would remove a sunset date for a sales tax exemption for the sale of gold, silver, and platinum bullion, as well as legal tender coins. And his third bill would expand the availability of the Neighborhood Assistance Program and the Education Improvement Scholarships Tax Credit Program. The state agency that regulates the power generation and transmission of fuel has ruled that an entity that wants to build an 83-mile natural gas pipeline across several central Virginia communities is a public utility. That means the Chickahominy pipeline must be approved by the state corporation committee. The company that wants to build it had argued that they were merely transporting the gas and not selling it. Here's a bit from the press release from the state corporation commission. The commission agreed that the pipeline company will own and operate a facility through which natural gas will be sold and used for the purpose of heat, light, or power. Thus, a certificate of public convenience and necessity is required before constructing facilities for use in public utility service. According to the release, Chickahominy Pipeline intends to connect with an existing natural gas pipeline. You can read the full order in the newsletter. And that is the end of this program, and this is Charlottesville Community Engagement. And I want to continue the mixed-up holiday by giving thanks to the Piedmont Environmental Council for their support of the Week Ahead newsletter. For 71 weeks now, PEC has sponsored the creation of each Sunday's look at what's coming up in local government. I'm really appreciative of that. I also want to give thanks to Ting for their matching of Substack payments. Creating a community newsletter that seeks to cover as much ground as this one takes a lot of work, and I'm grateful to everyone's support. Thank you very much, and have a great Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Have a great day otherwise. I do believe that uh, I'll be back in the near future. I'm still not sure exactly what that might look like. I might take a couple of days off. Of course... That might not happen. Who knows? I, as I said, I am out of town in a sequestered location, which is very strange to produce this from another state. That's not happened before. But I will be back in the near future with a heck of a lot more of Charlottesville community engagement. I also do want to note that this is the 300th edition. Gosh, what a year, what a time. Do stay safe, do stay secure, and do whatever you need to do to get through the end of this year. 2022 is coming very soon, and uh, I will be here for that. And I do want to thank you for being along for the ride. And, uh, you know, have a great rest of the day. Christmas Eve. Booyah. <laughs>